and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of November 6th, 2023, and we are back with a brand new episode. Keeping the streak alive, new episodes weekly coming to you. Uh, Sometimes I'll throw in some bonus episodes, usually it's just like park music or something like that, but... Uh, it was funny. I was talking to someone on Instagram. Uh, we haven't we haven't hit, chatted in a while, um, and I, I posted last week's episode. It was like episode number like one twenty five or one twenty six, and he commented. He was like, "Whoa, one hundred twenty five episodes!" You know, and, and it just kind of made me think, like, "Wow, like I've actually been kind of doing this for a while now," which is crazy for me to think about. I don't know, like it still feels like I've only done it for, you know, like the last year. And then I think back, it's like, it's going to be two years or maybe it is two years. Like it's hard for me to even keep track, um, of the episodes. And when, you know, when I started and all this stuff, um, I just know that every week I I look forward to getting these episodes out. Like I've always kind of talked about, it's kind of an escape for me talking about Disney for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. Sometimes it just helps me get through the day and hopefully, um, you guys can relate to that, but let's move on here. Got to plug everything. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Disney World Today. My DMs on Instagram are always open. If you have ideas for the show, topic ideas, top 10 lists, if there's something you want to talk about, if there's something you have an opinion on, uh, Disney related or not, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm not trying to brag or, you know, sound cool or whatever, but I, I literally answer every message on Instagram. So feel free to reach out. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, Also, wherever you're listening, if you could hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. And if you'd like to support me, support the podcast, you enjoy what you're hearing, you want to make sure like, hey, Kevin, I appreciate you. uh, You could do so by becoming a monthly contributor. Um, The link to do that is on my Spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. Um, I think there's like different categories. I think you can pick whatever you want. You can do like 99 cents a month. Maybe I'm biased, but that seems like a bargain to me. I'm just kidding. I, whether you do that or not, it doesn't matter to me. Like I've said, this is more like my uh, passion project, but everything is appreciated. And maybe if uh, you know I, I get big enough, I can quit my job and just do this full time. Please help me do that. Last week on the show, we talked about, oh, this was a fun topic. What would you do? If you won the lottery, Disney edition, of course, basically probably all the thoughts that you've had, I've had the same ones about what would you do if you won that big Powerball jackpot? You know, you have generational wealth. Are you moving to Florida? Are you buying vacation club? Are you traveling to all the Disney parks around the world? That's what we discussed last week. That one is always a lot of fun. Like I, like I mentioned, you know, escaping, that's an escape in itself. Like, I I don't know, maybe it's just me. But I've definitely been at work or at home or in traffic and thought like, man, if I won the lottery, like I would do this, you know, I would, you know, move to Florida, I would buy, you know, this, I'd buy a new car, like all this stuff. Uh, It's always kind of fun to think about whether it's, you know, a pipe dream or not. You know, it's kind of fun to think about that. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's extra magical when it's Disney related and talking about like, I, I talk about it in the episode, like staying at the Polynesian and, you know, bringing down my friends and family and 
you know, telling my friends like, Hey, you want to go take your family to Disney? It's on me, you know, and not even like having to blink an eye at that would be, uh, would be pretty fun. So that was last week's episode. If you're interested and haven't listened already, it's available everywhere, but now onto this week, this week's episode kind of based on a suggestion from one of you guys. I'll give a shout out to adventures of Max and Greg on Instagram. Uh, Greg, he's like an OG listener follower, you know, from, from early on in my Instagram days, um, me and him always kind of clicked. We have the, you know, we're around the same age, same, you know, growing up, going to Disney, same kind of beliefs on Disney and, you know, kind of where the, where the company was back then, where it is now. Um, and we were just kind of talking back and forth and he mentioned, you know, what at Disney World today, you know, would you consider a value? So that's what we're going to talk about. That's our topic today. Best values at Walt Disney World. Let's go ahead, get into it. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, here we go. Let's go ahead and get into it. The best values at Walt Disney World. Now, what sparked this topic? As I mentioned, got to give a shout out to Adventures of Max and Greg on Instagram. You know, we were, we're always sending stuff back and forth to each other. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we do talk about Disney today, the value, the prices, all that stuff. And might as well talk about it now. I, yes, I think that Disney is overpriced now. I think in general, overall, from top to bottom, I think it is overpriced. Um, especially when you dive into it. And that was never the case. I know we've talked about it. Man, like growing up, I know as a kid, it's a little different. You don't understand like the value of money and what, you know, you know when I'm 10 years old, do I really... I really stand there being like, oh man, this is, uh, you know, Disney's actually a great value or, you know, this is, uh, this is overpriced. No, I have no idea. You know, my parents pay for all that stuff. I, I didn't know what was going on. But as I got older, um, you kind of understand the value of money and what things should be worth and what you're paying and how much is too much. And I believe, you know, again, uh, me and Greg were talking about this not that long ago, you know, park, park passes, the prices, you know, just to get into the park which got me thinking because eventually I do want to have my buddy Brian on. You know, he came with uh, me and my family in 2008. Uh, that was the year we graduated high school. It was like a big deal. Like I want to do an entire episode on that trip. And I was looking up the price. Like to, a park pass back then was less than 300 bucks. That was like a seven-day pass. Park hopper. Like absolutely insane. Um, the price is now. And what really starts to get me is when you dive into it, the prices of food, drinks, um, merchandise, souvenirs. You start to pay, uh, you know, the what's it called, the resort fees and parking. Like all those little things start to add up and kind of take away from that, you know, that Disney magic and kind of makes you think like, whoa, you know, I, I don't know if it's worth it anymore. And it, it's tough. It sucks for me to say that. Um, and it's something like whenever my friends or someone I know, like, you know, talks to me about Disney, if they were to legitimately sit down and be like, hey, Kevin, do you think Disney is worth, you know, the money? 
And if they, let's say they had a hotel picked out, they had their passes, like, hey, do you think it's worth this much money? It's hard for me to stand there and honestly tell them yes. You know, and that sucks. That sucks for me to do, but that's honestly how I feel. That's the way I was raised. I come from a blue collar family. I'm from Chicago. Like we don't, you know, we're very careful with our money. We, um, you know, especially, you know, growing up, yes, I was lucky enough to go to Disney every year, but like that was our one yearly trip. You know, every year my parents saved and did what they had to do. My dad would work overtime. My mom taught summer school. Like my mom was a teacher. My dad was a mechanic, you know, blue collar. They, they worked their butts off to make sure that we could go to Disney every summer and not have to worry or stress about it. And now that I'm a, a I'm an adult with my own family, my own son, um, I'm like, I want to go to Disney. I want to take him to Disney. You kind of, you know, I look at it differently. Like, I'm like, okay, we got to find the best value. We got to, you know, be smart with our money and save our money so that we could go to Disney and enjoy these things, you know, and not have to worry about it. You know, and I'm sure I'm not alone on this. Like, my family, we always did it too. Like, when you go to Disney, you look, you know, a lot of times we have to look for those values. Like, we're spending this amount of money. We need to try to save money where we can. Um, and for us, a lot of the times, you know, most of it was food. Like, okay. You can't get past the park pass. You're, you're paying for the park pass. You're paying for the resort. You know, you're kind of overpaying for those two things. Where can you kind of save that money? And my mom was always strict with this food where, you know, especially growing up, we didn't really eat on Disney property that often. We didn't eat in the parks very much. You know, we would have like a nice dinner or a nice breakfast here and there, but it definitely wasn't, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner either in the resort or in the hotel. We would rent a car, you know, save a little money that way. We would drive to the grocery stores, pick up stuff for breakfast, depending on which hotel room we had. You know, you get stuff, maybe you could throw in a fridge or throw in the microwave, whatever. You know, drive off property and go to a Chili's, go to a Friendly's, go to an IHOP. You know, you're saving, you know, save a little money where you can. You know, it's a little tougher nowadays. You know, now, you know, the rental cars have gone up. You have to pay for parking, like stuff kind of adds up. So I've always kind of been on the lookout for those values at Disney. Like when you go to Disney, what can you do and say, yeah, you know what? That was worth the money. That was a value. I think that was worth it. And that's what this episode is kind of going to be about. The best values at Walt Disney World. And I want to stress it. It's not like the cheapest things at Disney World. It's things I consider to be a value. Um, and so to kind of get us started, I'll, I'll give a, an example of something, you know, definitely not cheap, but I still kind of think is a value, the Magic Kingdom. I think still today, even everything I, I talked about uh, in the intro in this first part here, I think you can go to the Magic Kingdom and still get your money's worth. And although the price is up there and the price goes up every year, I still think if you do it right, you can you can walk out at the end of the night and be like, yeah, you know what, that that was money well spent. And the reason I bring that up and bring up the Magic Kingdom, I don't think I could say that about all the parks, specifically Hollywood Studios. You know, at least now the, the construction's done and they have, you know, Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge is open, Mickey's, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is open. You know, pretty much everything's open. Even with that being said, like, it's not a park I can spend a whole day at. You, know, you don't get a discount if you're only going for half a day. It's a half-day park. It's it is. It's been that way for a while for us. Um, unfortunately, 
at least now, you know, with Galaxy's Edge open and you know, Mickey's, Mickey and Minnie and all that stuff, there, there's there is more stuff to do. But like, for me and my family, like, I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy. It doesn't really doesn't really do that much for me. I think they kind of dropped the ball actually with Galaxy's Edge. It doesn't help that I mean it's a little different now, but you know, the last time we were there, you had to get in the virtual queue to even ride the attractions, and we couldn't. You know, and it's like. You know, my, my sister was up at 6 o'clock in the morning in the parking lot trying to get us onto Rise of the Resistance, and she couldn't. And then she tried again. We were in the park at, you know, had to be, you had to be in the park at like 1 o'clock or something and tried again, couldn't do it. And it's like, we're not, we're not going to come back just to try and do this one attraction. You know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't even love Star Wars. And when you think about that and like all the other attractions, like my family of four, like my parents don't go on the, the thrill rides anymore. My sister doesn't do some of them. It's like, she's not doing Tower of Terror. She's not doing Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, they don't even do Star Tours anymore. And it's like, for for that type of family, like, what what is there to do all day? You know? Magic Kingdom, you can walk in and there's something for everyone. There's so much to do there. They have so many more attractions and shows and shopping and places to eat. There's just a lot to do there. And yes, the price is still expensive, but I do believe if you do it right, you walk out of there being like, that was worth it. Like, that was worth my money. I don't mind spending that. That's Disney. That's the Disney magic that I love. You know, they have so many attractions. You have Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, The Seven Dwarfs, Tron, classic ones like Haunted Mansion, Pirates, Jungle Cruise, Tiki Room, 3D shows, you know, Mickey, Mickey's Magic, shows in front of the castle, parades, fireworks shows, like... There's a lot to do from start to finish. Like, that's that's what I love. And Magic Kingdom's kind of always been that way. You know, think about at Hollywood Studios, and it was kind of transitioning from MGM to Hollywood Studios. Like, man, we would go there for half a day and not go back. Like, we'd go there once or twice a trip for a half a day, only do a couple rides, um, and then leave. You know, it, it's crazy. And when I was first... When, when Animal Kingdom first opened, it was kind of like that. And luckily, I think Pandora um, really helped that. But Magic Kingdom, I love it. There's a lot to do. I think it's technically a value compared to the other parks. And that's that's the feeling I want. I, I want to walk out of there being like, yeah, that, that was worth it. I, I hate I hate like having that feeling of, oh, that, well, boy, that wasn't worth it. You know, I remember one time, there was something, I, like, one summer we went, like Hollywood Studios... I want to say either Rockin' or Tower of Terror was closed for like a long refurbishment. This was pre-Toy Story Land. There was like pre-Star uh, Star Wars. There was like nothing to do. Like we went there, you know, we probably got there at like 9 in the morning. We were out of there by like 12, 1 o'clock and we didn't go back. It's like there was no point. I wasn't going to make my family go back there just so that I could ride rock and Roller Coaster and do Muppet Vision. You know, you, I, you just can't justify that. So... Magic Kingdom, uh, the first one on my list here at best value. Next on my list here, this one again kind of seems um, like an easy one, but the value resorts. But I will say specifically Art of Animation and even Pop Century. The value resorts at Disney sometimes um, I think are overlooked and maybe to some even kind of looked down upon. Um, I feel like the All-Star Resorts kind of has that negative connotation to it like people kind of look down at that 
Um, I feel like the differences, like with the All-Stars, they just seem like so compacted. You know, a lot of a lot of big families go there. A lot of sports teams go there. The cheerleaders, like I feel like that's what kind of makes that one a little different. But my family, like we've stayed at Art of Animation a lot. And growing up, you know, we stayed at Dixie Landings, Port Orleans. We stayed at Caribbean Beach. We stayed at Coronado Springs. We stayed at Old Key West, Swan and Dolphin, Saratoga. We love Art of Animation. Uh, my parents feel the same way. You know, all those years they were paying for it. I know I wasn't paying for it. I They loved it. I loved it. It, it. It's like a value resort that doesn't feel like a value resort. You guys know what I mean? Like... I did an entire episode on it. I love the food court. I love the area. Um, I love that you're able to walk from the lobby to like anywhere on the grounds in like maybe six, seven minutes. You're not terribly far away. Uh, we love staying in the car section. Do I care? I was a 26 year old man sleeping on a, a tow truck bed. Did I care about that? No, I didn't care about that. You know, I, I love cars. Cars is a great movie. Um, we had like our own kind of little pool, the cozy home pool, never super crowded. You know, the main kind of Finding Nemo pool, yeah, would get a little crowded. A lot of kids there, maybe a little hectic. But we loved our little section there, the cozy cone area. I think they call it a junior suite. I think that's what we had or whatever it's called. But, you know, it comes with the, the one bedroom with like the the master bath and the, the bigger bed. Then it has a, a sofa bed and another bed that like folds out of the wall that's like also a table. I've slept on both of those. Those are perfectly fine. I would sleep there today if I had to. You know, we got our, our, our own bathroom. Um, you know, got a little kitchenette area with a mini fridge, a sink, a microwave. It was perfect. It was literally perfect for us for these family trips. You know, I would, I'd bring my girlfriend and fiance. Um, you know, now she's my wife. And it's like, we would, you know, my sister had one sofa bed. We had the, the tote truck bed or vice versa. And we had a lot of fun there. You know, like I said, I did an entire episode on it. I do kind of feel like Art of Animation is, is underrated because um, I feel like people see that it's a value resort and they just kind of lump all the value resorts together. The All-Stars, Art of Animation, and Pop Century. But in my opinion, you know, I, I can talk about it all day. Um, I think Art of Animation, for, for your money, if you're going to a value resort, is the best option between the room size and the beds, the design, uh, the proximity to the main lobby from wherever you're staying on property. It's not a huge amount of land. You know, you can walk to the lobby, walk to the food court. That's a big thing. You know, I got three different pools. Uh, kids love it. And uh, I've always enjoyed their food in the food court, actually. You know, I, I've eaten there a lot. I'm not, you know, I'm not a picky eater. And I'd be the first to admit you know, it's not a crazy variety because it's a food court. Um, and if you're going to eat there three meals a day for every day, yeah, maybe towards the end of the trip, you'll get a little tired of it. But they do have a good selection. They do have good portions. They have, you know, the food is good. They had this create your own pasta thing. That's one of my favorites to get, to be honest. And they make it right there in front of you. You pick um, what type of pasta you want, what type of sauce, what type of meat, uh, what type of veggies and other you know, kind of ingredients and they make it for you right there. Like it, it was always really good. You got a good size uh, portion. So Art of Animation, I think one of the best values, probably the best of the value resorts. You know, Pop Century, uh, I have just slightly below it. You know, sometimes we'll walk over to Pop Century and just 
uh, eat in their food court just to kind of change it up a little bit. You know, the rooms are a little different. They just recently redid the rooms. Um, and again, I think Art of Animation and Pop are a little bit above the All-Star Resorts. Um, but if you're going for value, I feel like Art of Animation is one of the better values in Walt Disney World. I mentioned the Art of Animation food court, so let's kind of stick on that topic. Another value in Walt Disney World, quick service restaurants with topping bars. Um, this is a random one. Maybe it just kind of shows how, how much of a foodie and maybe a fatty uh, that I am. But certain quick service restaurants, and the ones that come to mind are Picos Bill and Cosmic Rays in the Magic Kingdom. Now, post-COVID, some of these haven't really come back yet, but I'm just kind of going to pretend like that didn't happen. Cosmic Rays just always had a good toppings bar. And what I mean, and what I mean by toppings bar, you know, you go there, and a place like Cosmic Rays, they have burgers, chicken fingers, you know, maybe a hot dog. Like, it's nothing fancy. Fries and soda. Like, nothing fancy at all. But what makes that makes them different from some of the other places is they would have like a hot toppings bar where you could put on your your food you know i think they had like lettuce tomato they had cheese like hot cheese like nacho cheese sauce mushrooms onions all these different types of toppings um makes you know makes a little bit of difference like i could not gonna lie like we would go there and i would get like a bacon cheeseburger and absolutely load up my burger with lettuce tomato uh, onion and mushrooms and get some cheese for the cheese fries like absolutely loaded up like you got to get your money's worth they're gonna leave that toppings bar out there guess what my burger's gonna weigh you know a pound and a half with all the toppings that i put on it and i know i'm not the only one that has done this it's not a family secret especially like at pecos bill you know my mom would always kind of go there and make herself a little salad I don't know what other toppings were out there, but I know with just like the lettuce and tomato alone, you can make yourself a, a nice little salad. Uh, I mean, I, my mom would do it. I've done it a few times. You know, there's no signs saying that you can't do it. You know, if Disney's going to charge us 15 bucks for a hamburger and fries, I think we're uh, I think we're safe to make ourselves a salad out of the toppings bar. I know I know we're not the only ones that have done this. Um, so hopefully, Disney brings back. Um, the full service kind of toppings bar back to some of their quick service restaurants. Let's stick on the food side of things here. I feel like that's a big one. You know, as I mentioned, whenever we would go to Disney, we always felt like since we're paying this amount of money, like you just you can't escape certain costs at Disney. So you kind of got to make it up where you can. And that always kind of came down to food and drinks and stuff. So let's stick on the food topic. I'm going to say certain buffets are somewhat of a value now. Now, what I mean, buffets are expensive. Buffets at Walt Disney World are expensive, especially the character buffets. Now that I have a son, I, you know, maybe it'll be a little different, but a character buffet, once you reach a certain age, I don't think it's worth it anymore. You're paying, you know, probably 20 or 30 bucks more just for the character experience. But a normal Disney World buffet at least for me and my family, I always felt like we got our money's worth. It was somewhat of a value. And I was talking with my buddy Greg on Instagram, you know, Casey's Corner, he, uh, he got a, a chili dog and a Coke and it was 25 bucks. If I'm going to go to Casey's Corner and spend 25 bucks, I might as well spend 50 bucks and eat until I can no longer walk, right? 
I know it's not cheap, but compared to some of your other food options, it is a value. Like a family of four, we're big, we're a bigger family physically. Like we're big people. We like to eat. We're going to, you know, overeat at Casey's Corner or Cosmic Rays or wherever we're going um, and then still be hungry afterwards. Or let's just sit down, spend the money, spend a little extra money, sit down, take our time and do some damage at the Disney buffet, you know, especially like for breakfast. We would always go to like um, Fort Wilderness. uh, What's it called? Trails End Buffeteria, which I think is going away. But we'd go there. That one's pretty pricey. And my mom would always explain to me like, hey, everything's included so if you want a coffee and a water and a chocolate milk and a coke and an orange juice go ahead because it's already in that price i was like oh man putting it that way okay yeah i'll get a coffee you know i get a little water on the side maybe i'll wash it down with a little apple juice you know then you go up and they have such a good selection like we would eat so much that it would pretty much cover lunch and so that that way you know maybe if you wanted a snack while you're in the park or a snack when you got back to the hotel like We'd go there, eat so much, we'd be full. <laughs> and my mom, typical mom, would always tell us, like, as soon as we'd sit down, like, hey, remember, this is lunch, too. <laughs> you know, so don't, especially to my sister, who sometimes would eat like a bird, like, pretty much saying, like, you better eat a lot. You know, I don't want to, you know, finish eating here, take the boat over to Magic Kingdom, and you say you're hungry. Like, this is lunch, too. So we would do some damage there. I would eat my weight in uh, in bacon and eggs and Mickey waffles. My dad and my grandpa were always like in in awe of how much bacon I would eat. Um, so much so that like in the later years, my, my dad would always be like, make sure you send a picture of your plate to your grandpa because he'd just be like impressed about how much bacon I was eating. You know, I got to take advantage of it, right? Got to get your money's worth. That's the whole point uh, of this episode. So, you know, certain buffets, definitely, I feel like you can get your money's worth. Um, sticking on the food topic as well, all you can eat, all you can drink. How about the souvenir mugs again something my family really takes advantage of we're bigger people my parents drink a lot of soda they drink a lot of pop coke and diet coke is pretty much all they drink so when we go to disney we actually keep track on our phones how many refills we get um you know the mugs now are like probably 25 26 bucks for your stay um and you know I think my dad was having at least 25 or 26 refills. I'll tell you that. He drinks a lot. Um, And for me, I love it. You know, I get my coffee in the mornings. It's usually two. Uh, I have a whole system. You know, go down, get my coffee, have a coffee with breakfast. Before we leave the hotel, I dump it out. You know, get, get a Powerade or a lemonade or a Coke. You know, something to kind of drink on the way. And I just keep my mug in my, my bag at all times. So that, you know, let's say we... You know, we leave the hotel and we're going to Epcot. Like maybe after Epcot, we're going to the boardwalk. I got my mug in my bag. I could fill it up. I can get another Powerade. I could get a Coke. I could, you know, get another afternoon coffee. Like we take advantage of those refillable mugs and you kind of have to. And the thing is like uh, the difference between like me and my wife, like my wife is healthier than me, uh, to put it bluntly. Like she drinks coffee in the morning and then she'll just drink like water. So like for her... You know, it's not worth the money for her because she's drinking just main, drinking mainly water and stuff uh, besides the uh, coffee in the morning. But for everyone else, like we're getting our money's worth. We're keeping track of how many we're drinking. I'm drinking as, as much coffee uh, as physically possible. Uh, but the refillable mugs, although the prices seem to keep going up, 
uh, it is still a value if you do it right. Another food value here, I think, uh, especially, is the refillable popcorn bucket. I love popcorn. It's one of my favorite snacks. I prefer popcorn over chips. Love going to the movies just for the popcorn sometimes. Disney World popcorn is very good. And probably within like the last five years, like that became like my thing. Like I would always go first day in the parks and get my popcorn bucket. Um, it's, you know, it's not that expensive. And then once you buy the bucket, the refills are even cheaper. And it's one of those snacks like you can share with everyone. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get the bucket and go get a refill, you know, and come back and, you know, my family were all kind of splitting it. You know, then my dad will be like, oh, hey, give me the bucket. I'll get the next one. That's a good thing I feel like to do. Like you can each split it. You can each take turns carrying it. Um, I usually bring like one of those like carabiner clips and then I just clip it uh, to my bag. So at all times I got my popcorn bucket and my refillable mug. Like, hey, you got to stay ready, right? Um, popcorn's very good. You know, I'm not really into the collectible souvenir buckets. Uh, I just kind of get like the standard regular you know, buckets. Some of them are pretty cool though. I will say that. I don't know. I wouldn't really use them. I would just kind of have them on display. I still need to get, side note, um, I need to get the Typhoon Tilly popcorn bucket. So if anyone has one of those and is willing to part ways with it, let me know. But the popcorn at Disney, great snack. Um, the only thing that sucks about it is sometimes like the lines get a little long. Um, but other than that, you know, a, a great value. You're not paying, you're only paying probably like four or five bucks for a refill. It's not bad, especially when you're splitting it, you know, with your family or friends or whoever you're with. Makes a nice little souvenir. I have like two or three of them at, at home. I don't use them. You know, they're just kind of standard buckets. I don't know what I would use them for. Uh, but, you know, it's a nice little souvenir if you wanted to uh, and a nice snack as well. So I think that covers my food ones uh, with the buffets. Uh, the popcorn bucket, and the refillable mug. The next thing I have on my list, I only have a couple more things on my list, to be honest. The next one on my list is a souvenir. I've always kind of felt that the pressed pennies at Disney World are a great value and make a great souvenir. And probably the main reason is the cost. They're not very expensive, right? They, I, I think the prices have gone up a little bit. You know, they used to be... 51 cents for the longest time and for the longest time me and my sister would you know before our trip kind of put aside our our best and shiniest pennies so that when we collected the pressed pennies like we were using the good ones that you could actually see not like the the rusty you know moldy pennies you find in the bottom of your <laughs> in bottom of your car um but it's definitely a value there's so many of them there's so many different ones that if you wanted to start some sort of Disney collection and, you know, maybe you have a younger kid or you don't know where to start, like, this is a good one to do because they're cheap, you know, they don't cost very much. There's a good variety. There's so many of them that it's kind of fun to go around and try to find all the machines, you know, and try to collect all the ones that you don't have. They're cool and unique designs, you know. They're stuff you wouldn't see, like, on regular merchandise, um, you would see like on, on a press penny. And it's it's one of those things you, you kind of look back, like we used to collect them when I was a kid. I haven't gotten them in, in so long, but I still have one of those press penny books where you can like open it up and put them all on display. I think that's pretty cool. And now that I'm older, I've seen on like Etsy and Pinterest and stuff, people make displays with their press pennies. And I would love to do something like that for my, uh, my man cave, kind of display all the press pennies uh, the problem is I'm going to have to probably start collecting them again because I don't have that many. But 
it's a cool souvenir it's cheap it's fun to do it's almost like a scavenger hunt trying to find all the ones you want and collect all the ones you want and uh, definitely when it comes to souvenirs the best value at walt disney world another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. The next one on my list here, which I believe is my last one, I guess is technically related to food as well. But I think that the Food and Wine Fest along with the other fests uh, at Epcot, but specifically the Food and Wine Fest, is a great value at Walt Disney World. What I mean by this is that it adds such a different and unique kind of thing to do to Epcot that, you know, I talked about it earlier in the episode on how I feel like Magic Kingdom is a value because there's so much to do. I think if you're lucky enough to be, you know, down there at the parks um, while one of the fests is going on, while the Food and Wine Fest is going on, it's definitely a value then to go to Epcot. Now, I know you still have to pay for the food and all the drinks and stuff, and it's not free, but again, it gives you something to do at Epcot. It's something different. Like, we went out of our way the last time we were down there. Um, you know, post-COVID, they kind of started the Food and Wine Fest earlier, and it was the first time my parents had been there for it and my wife. We we made, like went out of our way to go to Epcot an extra day just to do the food and wine um, stuff. And my wife and I had this cool kind of challenge. Like we wanted to try at least one thing from every country. And it was, I'm not gonna lie, it was just so much fun to do. And yes, you're still, you know, you gotta pay, you know, to try the stuff. But the, for the portion size, like you're not paying that much. You know, everything's usually about five or six bucks to try. And again, when you're splitting it, when you're only getting one, you know, from, from each country and you're both kind of splitting it, it's not bad at all. It's definitely cheaper than, if the food and wine fest wasn't there and you're you know trying full meals you know from all the countries at epcot it's cool to kind of go around and try you know different ones from different countries and talk about which ones are your favorite and you know kind of keep track in your little like passport book that they have um and if you get like certain ones you can bring it to um some booth and you get like a, a free prize and it was like ice cream or like a pin or something like that you know it, it's it just adds like a different wrinkle to epcot they're it just gives you more to do. And so when you're paying that park entry price and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, is there enough to do there for us? Now with the Food and Wine Fest, hey, we can go there and we can have dinner there. We can go try these different foods from different booths. Um, you know, some of the stuff they have is like educational. They have like wine classes and cooking demonstrations, stuff like that. So much to do. I think it does make Epcot a value when they have these fests going on. Now, the other ones, Flower and Garden and the Fine Arts Fest, I, I've i done the Flower and Garden. Um, that was pretty early on though. Like, I feel like it's definitely different now. And I haven't been there for the Fine Arts Fest, but again, that one seems like there's a lot to do. You know, it gives you something different to do at Epcot and you're not paying extra for it unless you're, you know, buying something. Even so, like when we do, when we did the food and wine, like. I didn't feel bad like paying to try those foods because it was fun. It was cool. It was unique. The food was good. You got a decent sized portion. 
and it wasn't like an exorbitant amount of money. It was, you know, they weren't charging you a full price for a sample size, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, but I've always thought that, you know, especially when you go down to, to Disney during like the, the food and wine fest months, you kind of get a little bit of everything you can do your normal park stuff you have the halloween stuff and you have the food and wine stuff and i think that's a great value for your money but that pretty much makes up my list for best values at walt disney world now i'm not gonna lie i did kind of struggle coming up with this list because it is it does kind of seem like it's harder and harder to find value there you know the prices of everything just keep going up um what bothers me is i i talked about this whole episode you know, you used to be able to kind of make your money, you know, your money back uh, with food and snacks and stuff like that. And Disney, you know, recently within the last, what, six months or a year was talking about how they were going to kind of shrink the portion size a little bit. It seems like they've definitely done that as well. And if you if you Google like best values at Walt Disney World, you know, you can see a lot about the resorts. There are some articles about the, uh, you know, the best value restaurants, you know. That's kind of like a, uh, based on opinion, you know, everyone has their own favorite restaurant or th their own places that kind of, you know, you think like you're, you're getting your money's worth. Um, and for me, you know, we don't eat on property that much. So I don't, I feel like I can't dive into like Liberty Tree Tavern or Spice Road Table or, you know, some of these restaurants that were listed in the article. You know, I did talk about a, a few of them in the buffets for sure. I feel like for my family, for me, at least, that's where we make our monies. Um, that's where we go like, hey, you know, why are we going to pay, uh, you know, $15, $20 a person at a quick service when for an extra 15 bucks a person, we can eat whatever we want, how much of whatever we want, unlimited refills just kind of seems worth it to me. But that wraps it up. You know, uh, I do want to give a, a shout out. Thank you to the adventures of Max and Greg on Instagram. This is one, you know, we kind of suggested it, but we were, you know, we were talking back and forth on uh, messaging on Instagram. And I was, you know, as we're doing it, I'm kind of thinking like, yeah, this would, uh, this would be a good, uh, a good episode, you know, partly because there aren't that many values anymore. It, that kind of seems worthy just to talk about itself. So I'm going to have to finish this outro while driving. Uh, unfortunately, audio won't be as good, but uh, it's just kind of how it is sometimes. When I record the episodes, I usually record everything, um, you know, at one time earlier in the week, Monday, Tuesday. And then I usually wait until like Wednesday, Thursday to finish it up. Uh, and I waited till Thursday this week um, for the outro and just ran out of time this week. Had a lot of stuff to do around the house and work was busy. Uh, sometimes I wait just in case like I think of something or I... I you know, find some more stuff to add to the episode or if breaking news hits, but this week, nope, just ran out of time. So I'm currently driving back from Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, picking up dinner. Got to get some wings. We got Bears football on tonight, Thursday night football. Can't wait to watch this garbage of a matchup between the Bears and the Panthers, two terrible teams, uh, but that's my Thursday night. And that wraps up our episode on the best values at Walt Disney World. Hopefully, you know, this is kind of sad to say but um you know my, my list of best values at walt disney world wasn't very big and i i just don't know if that's going to change you know the the prices just keep going up which means the value of things is going to just kind of keep shrinking 
you know, it's just a matter of time before the stuff I listed changes, you know, art of animation, I'm sure price is going to go up there. There were rumors of making that a, um, moderate resort you know, I don't know how far that actually got, or if that's even possible, but that was talked about for a little bit there, you know, the stuff like the refillable mug and the refillable popcorn bucket, those prices could, you know, easily go up, but at least for those two things, like that's challenge accepted, Disney. You want to raise the price of the refillable mug? Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna double my intake of coffee and Coke and Powerades. Uh, you don't want to challenge me or my family on that. Uh, but the prices are gonna keep going up. I just, you know, I, I talked about it with when I was, you know, talking about Magic Kingdom. At least when I go there, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. It feels like a value still. You know, as long as you do it right and everything kind of goes right, um, you know, the having to pay for Fast Pass kind of makes that even a little tougher now. Um, and that's why, you know, I mentioned like Hollywood Studios. I I wouldn't say that's a good value right now for me. And you know, ho- hopefully that changes, but I I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that that's all I got for this week and this week's episode. I appreciate appreciate you guys always coming back and listening. Uh, for all my returning listeners. If you're a new listener, I hope you enjoyed the show. Feel free to go back and uh, listen to all the previous episodes. Sometimes I'll go back and listen to like the first like few that I did. And I feel bad because like, I'm like, what if someone finds my show, like, uh, like this episode, for example, and they like what they hear and they're like, you know what? I'm going to go back and start from the beginning. Some of those first early episodes, I apologize. They're not great. Um, I do try my best. I've always tried my best, uh, but some of them are just not great. That's just the way it is. Uh, so hopefully I don't lose any of you guys, but let's wrap it up here. Remember to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Disney World Today. My DMs on Instagram are always open. Feel free to stop by and say hi. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have ideas for the show, topic ideas, episode ideas, top 10 lists, anything like that, uh, I always do appreciate your, your input. I just love talking Disney with you guys. If you see some cool reels, some cool TikToks, some cool posts, you want to send them my way. If you have a Disney opinion you just want to talk about, you want to vent to, feel free. You know, some of you guys, like, we talk about Disney, we talk about movies, we talk about the Cubs, we talk about sports, fantasy football, all that good stuff. Also, if you too, if you can um, like, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review, all that good stuff. If you haven't written a review and you're listening on your iPhone, it takes like 30 seconds. Please head over there to the uh, you know the podcast page in the uh, podcast app. Write me a quick little review. I, I, I just I appreciate that. I enjoy hearing the positive feedback. I'm not going to lie. Like, who doesn't enjoy a good pat on the back? Just kind of makes me feel good. Makes me feel like I'm not, you know, <laughs> wasting my time uh, with this podcast. So that's all I got. You guys stay safe. Have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until next time, always remember, it all started with a mouse.